When Jesus taught about the end times, he said the horrors of the tribulation would be so great that nothing in the past or future will compare to it. The wrath God pours out on an evil world will be unequal. Yet there is also great good that will come out of the tribulation. What is it? That's our topic in this episode of Foreshadows Report. Welcome to the Foreshadows Report podcast. This is Steve Miller, and we're continuing our look at the main characters in the book of Revelation. They include the 144,000 messengers who will be sealed by God, the two witnesses in Jerusalem, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. In the previous episode, we looked at the many people who will reject God because they love darkness rather than light. And now, we're going to look at another large group of people, those who will be martyred for their faith during the tribulation. Because they will refuse to worship the Antichrist, many of them will be put to death. Over the last few episodes, we've looked at key characters who will be here on earth during the tribulation. We've met all these characters in the book of Revelation, and most of them appear in what are called the intermission in Revelation. The book of Revelation is largely in chronological order, but there are a few places in the book where the action pauses, and in the form of an intermission, we are introduced to specific people such as the two witnesses for the Antichrist. One of those intermissions is Revelation chapter 7. We looked at the first eight verses of Revelation 7 in an earlier podcast, and we learned about the 144,000 messengers whom God will appoint to proclaim the gospel. These 144,000 missionaries will be specially protected by God so that their ministry will last all seven years of the tribulation. Because they cannot be killed, it will be hard for the world to tune them out, and in fact their message will be heard far and wide. In the last half of Revelation chapter 7, we read about the fruit that comes from the ministry of the 144,000. In verses 9 and 10, the Apostle John wrote, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. There are five things we should note here. First, the multitude is so great it cannot be numbered. This is a remarkably massive crowd. Second, they represent all the different people groups and languages on earth. They will include Jews and Gentiles. They will include people from many different races and backgrounds. Third, they are wearing white robes. These white robes are symbolic of righteousness and holiness. Back in Revelation 3, in verses 5 and 18, we read about Christian overcomers who wear white robes. And in Revelation 19, when Christ returns to earth, 
we will return with him wearing white linen. The fact this massive crowd is wearing white indicates they are all believers. They have been saved by Christ. Fourth, they are holding palm branches, which are associated with celebration and deliverance. These people are rejoicing. And fifth, they are standing before the throne of God in heaven. They are in the presence of God as well as the Lamb or the Lord Jesus Christ, and they are saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is a song of triumph, and they are giving full credit for their salvation to God and the Lamb. Who are these people? We find the answer a little later in verse 14. These are ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Every one of the people in this crowd will be in heaven because they were killed for their faith during the tribulation. They will stand before God and the Lamb, and they will be rewarded with white robes, and they will carry palm branches. They will celebrate their deliverance and sing praises for their salvation. These are the tribulation martyrs. During the tribulation, when evil and darkness are at their worst, God's labor of bringing people to salvation will not diminish. The fact the number of martyrs cannot be counted tells us that there could be millions who become saved during the tribulation. We don't know how many tribulation martyrs there will be, but Revelation says there will be so many they cannot be counted. At the same time that God is pouring out wrath upon the world as never before, He will pour out an amazing flood of mercy through His two witnesses, the 144,000 messengers, the angel of the everlasting gospel, and more. He will draw large numbers of people to himself. And because these tribulation saints will refuse to worship the Antichrist, they will be killed. As a result, they will immediately enter Christ's presence. At the same time that Satan is trying to take as many people as he can to hell, God will be drawing huge numbers of people into heaven. Even during the tribulation, When Satan thinks he's finally got the upper hand and has control of the world, nothing will hinder God from bringing people to salvation. Every single one of these tribulation saints will be celebrated by the angels in heaven. As Luke 15.10 says, There is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So many people will be saved during the tribulation that the angels are going to be doing a lot of rejoicing. They will glorify God and the Lamb for miraculously bringing so many people to salvation. This will be the greatest triumph of the tribulation. And for all we know, there might be more people saved during the seven-year tribulation than during any other period of seven years in world history. Because God is bringing people to salvation all through the tribulation, He will be winning numerous victories all through that time. While the conquest of earth won't happen until the end of the tribulation, the conquest of soul will be taking place all through the tribulation, and countless numbers of people will end up in heaven because of it. Now there's something I'd like to point out about the fact the tribulation martyrs are celebrating their deliverance. Revelation 7 doesn't say anything about this, but I would imagine these people are very grateful that God was patient and extended the gospel to them during the tribulation. 
we read in 2 Peter 3, 9 about how God is patient, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. These tribulation saints will be extremely grateful that God was patient and granted them time to become saved. How often have we found ourselves so frustrated by all the evil in the world that we wished Christ would return now? I know I've felt that way many times. I've wondered how much longer can God possibly wait before bringing a stop to it all. Yet at the same time, I'm sure all of us are grateful that God has waited up till this time in history so that we could become saved too. Earlier this week, I was reading a booklet that had been written in the 1890s. It's titled, Israel's Gathering and Restoration. At that time, there were some Christians who realized that God was starting to bring the Jewish people back into the land of Israel. These Christians realized that this was prophetically significant. After this person wrote about the fact Jewish people were returning to the land, he said, Can we doubt that the end is near? Is not this one of the last signs that has to take place before the second advent? In other words, he wondered if Christ's return might be near. This is commendable because Jesus himself said we should live with a constant expectation that he could return at any time. This writer who penned these words back in the 1890s had correctly realized that the gathering of the Jews in the land was a sign that Christ's return was drawing near. He wrote these words nearly 60 years before Israel became a nation again in 1948. He wasn't alone in his expectation. There were other Christians who had this correct understanding of Bible prophecy as well. As I read those words, I found myself thinking, Lord, I'm glad you didn't return before I was born. I'm glad you patiently waited so that more people could become saved, including me. And my guess is that the tribulation saints will also be grateful for how long the Lord waited, in patience, so that they could be saved. God's patience meant they had the opportunity to receive Christ and go to heaven. Typically, we think of the tribulation as a time of great wrath, but we should also remember that it will be a time of great mercy. Even as judgment is being poured out, God will bring many people to salvation. So whenever we think about the tribulation martyrs in Revelation chapter 7 and their praise to God for their salvation, may we tell the Lord how grateful we are for His patience and mercy. May we be thankful that He has waited as long as He has before bringing an end to this world. And may we ask Him to help us be patient as well. Whenever we get frustrated about how bad things are, may we keep in mind that God is still at work in the hearts of many people and that He will continue to draw them to Himself all through the tribulation. We have an amazing God. May we never tire of celebrating what He has done for us. As we close this episode of Foreshadows Report, it'd be appropriate for us to take a moment to thank the Lord for the incredible gift of salvation. A high price was paid at the cross so that we and many others might be brought into relationship with God. Christ is deserving of all the praise we can give Him for making it possible for us to go to heaven. The fact the tribulation will be a time of great mercy is a reminder 
that Bible prophecy is a subject filled with many wonderful truths. Within the prophecies of Scripture are many promises God has given to us, promises meant to encourage and to give us hope. That's the theme of my new book, One Day Nearer. It's a 365-day devotional that looks at the many ways God cares for us today and will bless us in the future. If you'd like to try a free sample of 10 devotions, there is now a YouVersion Bible app for that. Just go to my website at stevemillerresources.com. Go to the pre-order page and scroll down, and you'll see a link to the YouVersion plan for one day nearer. In that plan, you can read 10 devotions for free, and that will give you a sampling of what the rest of the book is like. Also, in addition to these weekly podcasts, I post updates daily on Telegram Messenger channel. If you'd like to stay connected on a daily basis, you'll want to subscribe to Foreshadows Report on Telegram. At my website, there's a link for that. Just go to the homepage at stevemillerresources.com and scroll to the bottom. There, you'll see a link to my post in Telegram. Thank you again for joining me as we keep watch and find hope in God's prophetic promises. And I'm grateful to Harvest House Publishers for supporting this podcast.